Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church, and with me uh, this week uh, and last week as well was uh, Levi Duff here at our Salem campus as we are journeying through the book of Revelation. And today we'll be in Revelation chapter 18. If you haven't already done so, we want you to read God's word first, not to use this podcast as a substitute for your reading, which is like, oh, I'll just listen to that, and that'll be my Bible intake for the day, but rather a compliment to you reading the word and think, joining in the podcast to See the here reading method modeled for you so that way you get to practice and see and watch and listen. You're not really watching. You're probably, most of you are driving or doing your makeup, brushing your teeth, getting your morning started as you're listening here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Before we jump into Revelation chapter 18 with Levi here today, Levi, where in the Roanoke Valley is your favorite place to go, whether it be for food or for fun? For fun, we love being outside, my whole family, the whole life growing up. Even when I was a kid, like, we would go on hikes, and Mom and Dad would be like, Levi, I know you don't want to go on this hike, but guess what? There's going to be blueberries, and you can carry a knife with you. And I was <laughs> you can carry a knife with you. With a knife. <laughs> even as a kid, I love knives. Um, but even now with my family, we love being outside, whether we're hiking or we're just hanging out on the mountain right behind our house in the woods. Ezra just recently got a metal detector, so he's oh, been doing cool. that and having fun with that. And... Um, we like going to Green Hill Park and swimming in the river. Just we really enjoy being outside um, for food. I've yet to like like meet some food I haven't really liked yet. <laughs> <laughs> so everything from like there's sometimes when I'm in the mood for like Texas Tavern, just some really greasy junk. Mm-hmm. Or um, we enjoy Montano's like on their evening menu. We They've got duck on the menu that we really like that's super good. If we want to go to brunch, there's – our daily bread over on Brambleton that's got amazing stuff. So just we just like to eat. Anything and everything. Yep. Mm. I've never had duck before. It's good. I've dude. heard it's awful. You just haven't had, had it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your person told me, gave me this whole probably like five-minute explanation of how to pr- prepare and cook a duck. And then the last, it's actually Tom Brandon, you know Tom. Oh, yeah, I know and, Tom. And the last bit was throw the duck away and eat the cedar board. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I need to, my, my brother-in-law's got a couple of frozen ducks mm. that he's going to give me and I'm going to. Attempt to to cook some good ducks. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, please do. Cool. Why? Right, as we open up here in Revelation chapter eighteen today, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated and that you highlighted and wrote down today? Verse twenty says, "Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her." All right. So explain what's happening here in this text. Verse seventeen was the fall of the religious systems of the world, personified as Babylon. Verse mm. eighteen is the fall of like the economic and societal views of the world. Mm. So Babylon, again, is used as the same type of just personification of a world system Mm -hmm. that has been defeated after the tribulation. It may also be like an actual city. Mm -hmm. We're not sure, but after the earthquakes and all this stuff, the city is just totally destroyed. Mm -hmm. And there's a millstone that's cast into the sea at the end that kind of 
symbolizes, I think, just the finality of the judgments. Let me ask you this question about, because you talked a little bit about Babylon and the personification of Babylon, yeah. uh, and some people would say, no, it is an actually, as you said, it could potentially be an actual yeah. city. It could actually be potentially be an actual country. Um, why is it important, or maybe you would disagree with me, and feel free to say, no, I disagree, but why is it important as we're reading through Revelation and all the countries and the names here to hold them loosely and not be like, this is... This country is this here in Revelation, but rather to hold it loose and say, well, it could potentially be, but we don't know. And why not to base your core theology on these on these things? I would agree with you. And I, I think it'd be good to hold these loosely because um, if we hold too tight to the assumptions that we make about this symbolism, mm. I think it'd be really easy to be led astray in something that happens currently. Mm. And trust in what you think is your own knowledge versus the sovereignty of God. That's why I think that a lot of this is there are things that you can pick out like, okay, this is this would be almost impossible for John to see this happen and call something else. Mm-hmm. But the more you get into the just the intense symbolism that it recurs over and over again in Revelation, I think it plays out for me personally as like this is the promise of God's victory. Mm-hmm. The timing to me isn't as important mm-hmm. because Jesus has commanded us to live every single day and be watchful. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm doing what God has commanded me in that, Revelation is going to take care of itself and God is in control of that whole situation. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I kind of view that. Yeah. That's good. Even yesterday when you were talking, it reminded me of this, and I didn't interject, but in First uh, and Second Thessalonians, when Paul's writing to them, they believe that like the end time was coming like immediately. And so he's like, no, like it could be, but you've got to get back to work. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> go work, make yeah. money, provide for your family, buy food. Like don't just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, I mean, it can be an, an excuse for for laziness mm. when you're like, well, I know Jesus is coming back, so I ain't got to do anything I need to do today. Mm. Jesus will take care of the rest of it. And I think Paul's a solid reminder of you've, you've got to take care of what you've got to take care of, mm. but be vigilant and expecting yeah, it's good. Sometimes I think that um, when pastors, preachers, teachers begin to make very, uh, like, this is a definitive statement towards this, or making accusations, the, I would say they become like alarmists. Yeah. And it's like, throughout my life, I'm only, I'm going to turn 30 years old, only in my 30 short years, I've heard many alarms go off of the end times. And it's like, I'm tired of an alarm going off because we don't know, know what's happening. All the books written and yeah. the blood moons, especially, oh, yeah. the, I think it was... As recently as a couple of years ago, there was a, a, a like a a quad set of blood moons that people were like, "This is this is symbolizing," and maybe they're right. Maybe it's like because <laughs> yeah. maybe those are a symbol of something that's supposed to happen like ten years from now. The mm-hmm. scripture does talk about that God sets signs in the heavens, and mm-hmm. but I think it's a form of pride to be able to say, yeah. I know what's happening. That's very good. Because you don't. <laughs> yeah, Only God does. So as we walk through, uh, highlight, explain, and now apply, what are some points of application here in chapter 18, verse 20 for believers and followers of Jesus? Um, I think the application for me was to look forward to a time where sin is no more. When Jesus said, God has given judgment for you against her. Mm. Now, he's talking about the world system in Babylon in this, but that, again, kind of symbolizes the sin that's taken over the world and so prevalent. Yeah, There's going to be a time in the future where we don't have to deal with that anymore. And when you see what the effects of sin, of sickness and illness and death and 
we mentioned cars breaking down. Yeah. Just like stuff just breaks, man. That's just what it does because we live in a fallen world. Mm. That's not going to be something we have to deal with anymore. Mm-hmm. And the peace and the joy and the hope and happiness that will follow um, is going to be incredible. Yeah. As Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. Yes. Not death. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you, how the Holy Spirit called you in your R, the personal response to today's text? The personal response for me is to find that joy and that peace today. Um, because we can rest in God and we can rest in the joy of Jesus Christ today. We don't have to wait for this and for sin to be totally obliterated mm. to find joy in daily life in our in our Savior. Mm-hmm. How about when things uh, do break down? How, how does this then encourage you to respond to that? Nothing makes me mentally break down and just want to totally flip my lid than a car breaking. <laughs> I really like, uh, I've loved cars since I was a kid, car video games and all that stuff. But my dad always laughs at me because when it comes to actually working on them, I'm not the most patient person. (laughs) So like I like to have a project car in a perfect world. I have an old car, like my old truck. It's an old piece of junk. It works. But I'd love to have something nicer that I could work on that and play with that, but have a reliable car. But it's always like, calm down, man. Like this is what happens. This is just life. You just deal with it and just find your peace in Christ and move on. Mm, yeah, that's good. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.